Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Chemist Warehouse is the home of big brand fragrances at the lowest prices every day. This is Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. It's uh, 27 away from 8 o'clock here on SENZ and it is uh, time for our good friend Peter Alatini who's not feeling too good. Uh, so hopefully, Peter, you're uh, you're feeling like you're on the mend or have, have, you, sent, uh, have you sent the family down to uh, Chemist Warehouse to pick up supplies for you? <laughs> Uh, feeling much better today, uh, Ricardo, Malalele, and uh, also to all our, our listeners. So, yeah, definitely on the men, brother. Must have been just the old uh, the weekend catching up, mate. It was a hectic week last week. Yeah, no, I, I feel that, mate. I feel that. Um, we uh, Speaking of hectic, boy, i tell you what, I wouldn't want to have been operating the scoreboard at uh, in Canberra. <laughs> uh, I mean, 62-36, uh, two points shy of 100 on the night. And, you know, you've... I know they'll be disappointed to have lost the game, mm. but if you're Aaron Major or Philo Tietze, you're part of that coaching get-up, you know, 15 minutes in, and you're leading 36-34 over the Brumbies, you've got to be happy with what you've achieved and how far you've come in not even a season and a half. Yeah, especially against a side like the Brumbies. Um, Well-organised, um, we know their attack, they have variations, knowing, knowing Stephen Larkham and Lowe Fisher and their coaching group. So um, for the boys to, to put in a performance, especially that early on, to be able to snuff a try um, through miracles intercept, and what pace did he show for for a uh, for a young Samoan kid? Um, I think everyone was taken back at how fast he was. Well, but definitely, six, I, I yeah. think they'll take a lot of heart. They'll take a lot of heart from from that first fifteen minutes, especially. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, the pace he showed for there's not too many blind sides that could outpace the fullback like he did. <laughs> Mate, he looked like a sevens player, didn't he? As soon as he got that ball, and I think he surprised the fullback how fast he was going um, on, on the comeback trail to, to chop him down, I think, uh, right. But but look, they, they put in good pressure early on. I, I felt they really did um, at times got in the faces, forced them to to, to, to force their, their, their skills, execution, and, um, and the boys capitalised really well. But it was really pleasing to see, and, and I was really, really hoping that um, it was going to go through. <laughs> but obviously how good this side is um, when the opportunities came for, for the Brumbies, they took it. Well, they did, yeah, and the Brumbies, are, as you mentioned, a very good side, but another thing, and once again, this credit will probably go to Filo Teotia, I imagine, but the fact that Moana Pacific, we talked about this, I think, in the first week, but they got a, mm. they got a, a, a line-out mall going and managed to score a try for line-out mall against a team who basically that, that was their entire, <laughs> their entire attack last season. Look, what I'm impressed with was the variation. I think we spoke about that um, uh, last last season too. Just just having something different, uh, and, and, and they changed the point of contact on their drive, uh, which led to um, Motunga's first try. And although he did still still a bit of work to do, but um, yeah, they had them down. You know, just a quick throw, standing on the ground. The next was a drop, change of contact. So. Absolutely, I, I was really stoked for Phyllis seeing some of those variations um, be put to, to uh, be put to the test, especially aside against the Brumbies. And I think I think we spoke about it last week to be able to 
to to take the game to the Brumbies, especially with a team like Moana, you have to really get them unstructured or, or put them into a position where they, you know, which is unusual for them. Um, and, and I felt they did that really well in those first few tries. Yeah, they did. And they, I mean, they had the early lead, right? They were, uh, went up to 12-3, but then they stayed in the fight. And I, I think, uh, you know, that tight five obviously um, did, a, did a lot of work. They lost um, Potu uh, Levasa um, probably yeah. a, little, a little bit too early. But um, mm. I mean, Mike McKee was was an absolute warrior and played the full 80 there. It was great. Well, Mike McKee's pretty, pretty impressive. I'm so happy that he's, he's continuing his form from last year. I thought he's really solid. He had very solid performances last year, and, and I think he continued on as... Um, in his uh, ITM Cup, but but um, or Bunnings Cup, um, but he's he was really he was staunch for the team, especially when they lost Potter early. But he he still put in the work. I, I remember seeing him around the ruts, just being able to get back to his feet and, and, and get back into the play. And I think that's been a really improvement from Wana. That the time spending on the ground, they're getting back into their feet and back into the play, which which effectively at times when they get those turnovers, they were able to to be able to punish punish um, the Brumbies at times. And it's interesting too to see, you know, some of the options now that Darren Major is developing there, right? You know, we talked about how important that midfield combo of Danny Tawala and Levi Amour was last season, and we wanted to see more of it. But you know, I mean, he, he took um, he took uh, Danny off at one point, moved Finney and Isi back inside, and played Henry, Henry Tafu on the wing. You know, they're they're building depth and they're building options. Absolutely, I think each 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 uh, player has got different skill sets. That, that's probably giving him the opportunity to try some. And I think if you look between uh, Inisi and, and uh, Taufu, maybe giving him a solid, he's, he's more a real solid player. Like he'll, he'll love the, the, the crunch and, 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 and you know the direction, the physicality in that space where we've got Finn Inisi, who showed again some really nice touches with his footwork, uh, with his speed, um, the ability to get back into play really quickly. So And it worked really well in that try with uh, Levi Amor, which they really... <laughs> Which was our one one of the tries uh, I felt of the game where they where they got that uh, that attack in their own own half. Um, Willie Harvey be able to, to really take that that defence on, and then the, the the late cut from Levi to Finn uh, and I thought that was outstanding. That's, and that's the kind of game and flair that that these boys have got. And I just want to keep believing that I think those opportunities do come and they go back themselves. And, and that was really cool to see. Yeah, hundred percent, man. It was, uh, it was it was great to see. All right, well, well, we should, uh, Peter, get uh, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific. It's obviously underway, and it's time to get your uh, Moana Pacifica Player of the Week. Oh, I thought this one was tough. I thought a few of the players within the Moana really stood up and played really well. Again, the courageous leader of Leila Lafano and Inari in, in those halves, um, and then Inisi. I thought the Inisi brothers, both of them, it was so good to see them both out there. Number eight were really solid. But um, I think the player to our day was, was uh, Alamanga Mutunga, the way that he scored those tries around the park. He was physical in the ruts. Um, and even his try, his second try to come around the corner with a nice delayed pass from Inari. I thought that's how his game was. And, and it's so good to have someone like himself and Funaki, yeah. who are both very, very, you know, quite, quite, quite direct, um, really tough in the ruck, um, really aggressive when they run with the ball and even on defence as well. So, so both of them are really great. So, yeah, so that's my player, Alamanda Mutuma. DHL Super Rugby Pacific. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Uh, Peter, what about outside of that? Yeah, do you have a player of the round, someone else that grabbed your attention from one of the other games? Well, I did watch the big game of the round, um, 
Auckland and and, and uh, the Crusaders and the Blues and, and what a game it was. Um, and both teams were outstanding. And I think for me, the player, although there were some great outstanding players in both teams, um, what I saw, which I felt was a real game changer for the Crusaders, um, I felt Richie Moonga's defence uh, being able to stop uh, Rico Iwani at any time, one-on-one. You'd think Rico has, has got him, and twice he stopped him um, with his defence. Um, he had a hand in the Sotutu unveiling. So for me, and his general game was great, but I felt like his defence were crucial moments um, for the Crusaders to rebuild or, or win back that momentum to, to, get, to seal that win. So... Richie Moanga for me. Richie Moanga it is. All right, this is SENZ. It is Pacific Flair with Ricardo Baller, Peter Alatini. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. When we come back, we'll look at uh, the coming weekend. Moana Pacific get home, and they've got the Canes. We'll talk about that next here on SENZ. Chemist Warehouse is the home of big brand fragrances at the lowest prices every day. You're listening to Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. It is quarter away from 8 o'clock here on SCNZ with Pacific Flair, Peter Alatet and myself, Ricardo Ball. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And uh, Peter, the boys have had a long road trip. They went to Melbourne, then they went to Perth, then they went to Canberra. Now they are back in New Zealand uh, and they'll be, they'll be loving that. And they, they get to play at Mount Smart this weekend, uh, host the Hurricanes. Yeah, I know. That's, that's going to be a huge factor um, three weeks away. Um, but you know, this this is what they're set up for. It, it's no surprise. It's it's not like um, you know that they've been disrupted by anything this year, um, Ricardo. I think they're they're fully aware in in terms of what they've got in the task ahead. Um, uh, so so the Hurricanes, you know, we, we all knew what happened last year um, when they played at Mount Smart. So we know that the Hurricanes will be um, making sure that there's no repeat on that. But you know, the opportunities are there. I feel obviously with the Hurricanes group that are quite just as elusive and um, being able to counter-attack with their back three and, and the players they got up front. Um, but it is big for our, for our boys this weekend to, to really, you know, four and zip, it would be pretty tough. Um, and so it would be really a mental game for our boys to be able to get back up. But playing at home, back with their families, um, hopefully that will be enough for, to, to make sure that the juices are flowing by Saturday. Yeah, well, and, and you, I mean, you look at what they've done on this trip. Should have won the, should have beaten the Falls in Perth, mm. right? Um, no, I don't think anybody gave them a chance of getting close to the Brumbies, and they gave the Brumbies a bit of a fright, right? So I think they're actually tracking pretty well. I think this, this, this is going to be a tight game. I agree. Oh, look, Ricardo, I agree. Look, the, the, you know, there were two games out of their four, which, which, which could have gone either way, right? They've got to be sitting on two and two. Mm. Um, so, so they've got to take a lot of heart that it's there. It's just those crucial moments, I think, for me, um, Ricardo. I felt like last week there was a couple of times we were just getting on top and those kickoffs, you know, they just didn't nail them, make a simple mistake. And we know when you're playing teams like the Brums and the Hurricanes will be no different, is that if you, if you don't get that right, especially after um, scoring a try and getting it back into the right territory or playing playing it out, um, teams will punish you. And that's what happened on, on Saturday to to them against the Brumbies. So, and this team will be even more dangerous with, with unpredictability of some of their players. So our boys are just going to make sure those just keep on it when they get those, don't lose those momentum so easily when, when they're on top. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think we're seeing you know um, seeing signs of that definitely. Uh, Michael has texted in, who's a Hurricanes fan. He's, uh, he's he said last time the Hurricanes went to Mount Smart, the Hurricanes lost in Golden Point. Yes, don't worry, Michael. We know well, we're aware. We know that, Michael. Yeah. Um, uh, Peter, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the Canes are going to be favourite, but I mean, do you, how much of a chance do you give them one here? Do you reckon that they, um, you know, how close they'll get, they're going to get here or? Do you, do you feel like they can? Like, I, think got, I think they've got every chance. The kind of they're proving that, that week in, week out, they're actually the team, you know, they're, they're actually competitive. And I suppose it's just their self-belief to keep going. To, you know, you've got to keep staying in that fight longer to get the result. As, as we know with this competition, it's it's not – you can't just play 60 or, or 70. You know, we've proven these teams go for the full 80 and then some. So – for the boys, it's just getting to that level and being able to just keep hanging on. And 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 they do, you know, like last week, like we said, they were right in their game. And, and I, I know from the halftime speech that Larkin gave, he knew, you know, they were in the pump. If, if they gave him too much more, it would have been a different story at the end. But um, but that's what they need to do this weekend. They really just got to be clinical and, and take those opportunities, but stay in the fight when, when they're in defence and not give away too many easy ones. Where do you think they can hurt the Hurricanes? I still think their forwards, in, in terms of their, I mean, it'll be a good battle in the Lucy's because they're quite scrappy. But I think I do still love the way the backs are playing. I think they've, they've really got some some fire. I think Amora still looks real dangerous when we get ball. I think it's just getting that right point of attack for Amora to, to get that gain line rather than just a straight off off the, the, the 10. You know, they, they did a simple one and three cut. <laughs> simple one and three cut and go straight up the line and that set up to go forward. Um, for the try for Amunga, so there's there's a bit on him, and then and then again, I, I still re- I really do love our outside. So a couple of those moves outside with Fini, or depending who's on the outside, um, I reckon we're still really dangerous. And, and Havili's having a good game too. So so those guys are still quite dangerous there. Yeah, I thought William Havili really stood out mm. um, in that game. You know. What we saw from him is something that I don't think we saw enough of last season. But we saw him with a ball in hand in the line. You know, and yeah. he was actually directly, he was that's another right. playmaker. That's right, and that's, that's what we're seeing more. He's coming in even to take um, relief off uh, Le Lafano as well as a cooking option off left. But I think the more he comes up, and he's playing a lot of 10 as well. He played international 10. So for him, it's just been get in there and play. And, and like we saw, he can, he can actually punish the line if they come out of the line as well. He showed good pace, which I hadn't seen before, which is great. <laughs> you know, so we need a bit more of that for this weekend. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, there was a conversation, I don't know if you heard it, but uh, when I had uh, Justin and, and uh, Daryl Gibson on in the last hour, we had had a, a message come through from Andy who said that uh, he'd been listening to a podcast with, uh, and Goldie and JK were speaking and saying that I think the gap between Super Rugby and International Rugby is bigger than it's ever been. Um, where where are you on that? They ended up talking a lot about the Six Nations and the size of the French particularly, but uh, you know, where are you on that? I, I, I think it's – I did hear a little bit around it around – I think the environments of where our boards are going from from where they're at in super level to, to the All Black camp at the moment, there's something just not really clicking because we're having guys who, who, who are performing well. And I just – I think we spoke about a lot last year when I jumped on with the test of rugby. I just don't think our game plan is suiting the players that, we, that we've got in those places, you know. I feel we've got so much – Skill uh, uh, and more play that we can play, but but yet we're still trying to win that contact area, which has shown that we haven't got the, the guys to do that at the moment. You know, even 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 with Geordie at twelve, I still think he offers so much more than just a, 
a guy who would take the ball for us every off every liner, off every scrum. Um, I think his skill set, he can use both to actually get get the defence to actually guess at what we're doing, and then for us to actually be able to manipulate that with with the skill set that we've got. So. I still, I, I agree with the guys. I think there is a gap, but I think it comes down to the environments that's been set in the, at the moment. The All Black that's not really congested to the skill set of the players that are coming through. So, I mean, you know, they they were talking about the size of that French that French side out, just how mm. big they are. If you yeah, you know, a good big man will generally still beat a a good little man, right? Um, so, I mean, <laughs> uh, we did have had another text actually from Simon and Gore saying, um, "Who are the big men we can come we can bring through to compete?" I don't think we have any. I guess we we cannot we've got no six eight six nine you know players and, and they're right like I I watched the Ireland um, England game and my God that Irish team with the with the size that they've got across the park is pretty phenomenal in the way that I mean it wasn't their best game but still they still mustered around to but the size of what they give us because they'll always win that contact area eh? with a big man going forward. They'll always they always make the game line, which which is the go forward momentum that most of the, uh, the teams get. So, so therefore, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting the way how we need to change our game plan to suit what we've got to be able to to really combat their sides. Because at the moment, like you said, we haven't got anyone those sizes to really call upon, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just think back to uh, not even that long ago when we when we we're talking about the uh, playing the Springboks, right? Because we always had this with the Springboks. And what do we used to do? We used to just run the Springboks around more, right? So can, can you do that to this French team? Oh, I, th- I think so. I think I still reckon our skill set, I still believe that we've got players in those spaces, in those positions that can do, you know, actually execute accordingly. It's just we've got to find the right plan that the whole team is bought into and are willing to play. And we've got to, we've got to show a bit of courage in terms of, how we play that we've got to get back into like we can see it we play it you know type, type kind of attitude um and it does take a bit but you know we, we have to come up with something different to, to really combat those teams up north because because they are actually raising the bar at the moment yeah they are mate they are we saw um england obviously um struggling a wee bit they got absolutely towelled up by france they got well beaten by england um <laughs> And I look at uh, there's a there's a group in uh, in the World Cup this year, mate, that has England and uh, Japan and Argentina and uh, and Samoa, uh, and it, and I, I look at that and I wonder, well, you know, there's no guarantee England gets out of that group. Oh, mate, absolutely, and, and the way Samoa building um, and those other teams, like that's going to be a tough road, you know, it'll be a tough road from those guys. Um, but you know, they did show a little bit of fight even with the fourteen men ahead, but. I think that the, the day pretty much, or the evening, belonged to Ireland, um, regardless. Eh, with, even with St. Patrick's Day, mate, those people were really, there was no way they were going to lose that game um, on Sunday. St. Paddy's in Dublin playing the Poms. You're never losing that. <laughs> never losing you that. You couldn't ask for a better finish, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Peter. Hey, listen, mate, a pleasure as always uh, to do Pacific Flair with you. Go well, and uh, hopefully we can see you in studio next week, eh? Absolutely. Thanks, Ricardo. Thank you. This has been Pacific Flair. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances.